0: Hello there, it's been a little while, hasn't it? This is the 1865 Nottingham Forest podcast with me, Rich Ferraro, and we're recording on the weekend that Forest have announced a few bits of news. Firstly, the new kits from Adidas have been launched, which we're going to talk about in a bit. We've also heard that Forest have got a new head of strength and conditioning and a new head of performance. And again, we'll be alluding to those. And of course, we are all waiting with bated breath to see what happens in the transfer market. So we should i'll be talking about the state of the reds squad i'm joined today by tom newton hi there tom hi yep and by the marathon the midlands hello good evening and let's start off by just talking about kits so forest of course announced the deal with adidas a few weeks ago which was the worst kept secret and then uh had their thunder stolen by some leaked images uh which came out on the internet i think sort of midway through the, the week but they did the official kit launch at the castle on friday night and um Married on the midlands i know that uh, you know you, you tend to you tend to be a bit cynical about about kit deals don't you but uh, what are your thoughts about the new the new shirts
1: yeah they're
2: okay i mean I, I honestly i've I've stopped taking interest in the in the home shirts probably for the past 10 15 years they are all, all blurred into one for me they're like they're red with a bit of white on them normally um the away kits have been quite interesting the last few years like like the uh the yellow sort of high bid one from Macron and the uh, ones last season were quite interesting as well and again, Adidas have continued the trend by giving a team full of Brazilians an Argentinian kit this season. So um, that, that's, uh, a, that's an interesting choice.
0: Quite. And um, what I will say is that uh, the thing that I've always liked about Macron is that they may not be a big name manufacturer like Adidas or or Nike or whatever, but... They've always given us our own kits, so is it a bit disappointing to you, Maradon, the Midlands, that that we just seem to have another Aberdeen template kit like we did in the last spell with Adidas?
2: Yeah, disappointing, but not surprised at all. Really, I, I don't think we're we're a big enough fish to sort of demand from Adidas that we want this or that. It's just it's just the, the way they do business, and the, and they would have dictated to Boris that you're going to have this one, I think, rather than Boris saying, "Could we do this and do that?" It's bit... It's it's okay. I'm not particularly impressed by it. It's just a sort of barely bog standard kit, isn't it? But it is what it is. It's a it's a shirt that we have to wear. <laughs>
0: Business of football, eh? Um, what about you, Tom? What do you think about the new uh, the, the new togs that the Reds are going to be running out in? I
1: think the home shirt like picks itself in terms of what you can do with it. Um I was searching the flesh yesterday at the club shop and it's quite smart. It's like it's not too um I can I can say so yeah, it's not too crazy. It's it's neat shirt and then the away shirt is pretty decent. But at the end of the day, um, Adidas have obviously offered more money. Um, Macron it wasn't necessarily anything what Macron have done, but seeing Adidas obviously the bigger uh, brand out there and Forest want to ensure that they operate as a Premier League club and get as much money as. In- as the Canon and Adidas obviously have stumped up more money than macron and hence why we've uh they're our kitchen manufacturer but yeah the, the shirt's quite neat to be honest but um i think the pricing is a bit steep but i wasn't surprised as soon as the man u kit come out at 110 quid i knew the first one was going to be about 70 odd quid so but i think it's just a sign of the times isn't it well i mean with with uh, kit
0: prices the first thing to say is of course you don't have to buy one and secondly uh the times i have bought a forest kit in the last probably 15 years i don't think i've ever paid full price because all you have to do is wait a while and they seem to go down in price yeah. there'll be offers on right there um just a, a quick one on the uh on the third kit tom um bit hole city
1: yeah but you could look at the positive it looks like the old um holland kit from a few years ago when it was like predominantly black with orange on it so you can <laughs> look at her that way but um Yeah, I'd be interested to see what that looks like in the flesh because you only saw it on one, like a bit like a hologram thing from the Mm. castle or the other night. Then obviously that um, pose from Danilo, which you can't take in the full detail of it. So, um, yeah, I reserve judgment until I've seen it uh, in the flesh. For
0: those of you who are on social media, there's a, a lovely uh, Forest supporter called Jess who's been posting pictures of her daughter Evie. And Evie looks absolutely delighted to have to have got to um, be at the kit launch and meeting her heroes, um, including some of the players and Stevie Cooper. And and Evie apparently reported that Danilo smells like peaches, which is a wonderful thing to discover. But it means also we've seen pictures of Evie wearing the, the whole city kit and it's actually navy Blue rather than black, so it adds a slight different dimension, and you know it's one of those: is it pink? Is it orange? It's kind of a bit of both. So, so color-wise, it's a little bit more interesting. Than you could tell from the from the uh, holographic projection. um Just a note on the uh, Argentina-style away shirt couple of things. So Adam of this podcast has reported that, you know, lengthwise, Adidas shirts are longer, which is something I remember from the last time we had Adidas kits. So it's uh, it's framed his perfect little tushy in a very different way. And um, the other thing is, uh, Tom, I don't know if you've seen on social media, that someone's posted a picture of uh, Morgan Gibbs White, you know, young man in the peak of physical fitness and the swirly design actually makes it look like he's got a bit of a belly. So I'm not sure how well it's going to cope on a middle aged supporter like me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um yeah it's just sometimes um uh, football kits when they come out they're um they all come in like different shapes for different people and, and everything and it's just how they the fit but it's one of those isn't it it's just make sure you get the uh, correct size into uh suit your figure
0: yeah, and just, you know, I guess it's that whole thing of like when Forrest had a had a kit which had, a, I think, a horizontal stripe on it. It's like, that's not going to flatter Andy Reid, is it? So um, <laughs> uh, I, that's how I feel about the uh, the Argentina style swirl is I don't think it's going to necessarily suit my figure too well. Um, anyway, let's move on from kit talk and let's move on to uh, the club and the developments that we've had. So Forrest have appointed So the news that we'd heard last week is that Adam Burrows, who was part of Thomas Tuchel's backroom team at Chelsea, has joined as the new head of strength and conditioning. And uh, yesterday at the time of recording, Danny Taylor reported that Alec Gross has been appointed as head of performance. He's someone who's known by Ross Wilson from their days at Southampton. Married on the Midlands, we had... The, I think the highest number of injuries in the uh, in the Premier League last season. Which, considering that we used a lot of players, is something that needed to be addressed, isn't it?
2: It was, yeah. We definitely need to do something about about the injuries. Um, so hopefully, these guys will bring in some new techniques, some new exercises, some new programs, and uh, for their computers and AI and whatnot, and we can avoid avoid the injuries this year.
0: And um, yeah, does this have, does this hark back to you to when Frank Clark 30-odd years ago, appointed the club's first fitness coach? um, what was his name? Pete Edwards or whatever it was. It, it feels like it's something that Forrest maybe had, if they didn't have a head of strength and conditioning and a head of performance, um, it feels like what Forrest needs to do to get into the, pre- the modern Premier League era, doesn't it, Maradona Midlands?
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the backroom staff always looked a bit a bit, Shallow and skinny last season. I uh, didn't. We didn't. I mean, when you see the sort of busloads of people, when you watch the other documentaries with uh, clubs like Arsenal and Spurs, they literally got teams full of bit backroom people, sort of analysing stuff and looking at sort of things on computers and and doing all that sort of work. And, and I, I just don't think we had quite that level of uh, support team in place. Uh, and when if you're, it's fine if you're up against whole City. And teams like that who also don't have those those sort of people in place. But when you're up against Arsenal and Man United and Chelsea, and they do all have that, it puts you at distinct disadvantage if you don't have have that uh, support in place.
0: Mm. And uh, Tom, uh, what do you think about the uh, about the, the the fact that Forest are doing this? But this is also these are changes that have come in since Ross Wilson has has come in as the kind of What's his director of football or head of football or whatever his whatever his job title
1: is? I think something had to be done. Um, it was just getting stupid at parts of the um, season last year where we had so many injuries, and it, it was like, like I said, something um, had to be done. So that obviously they've had internal discussions about what's gone wrong in terms of the uh, conditioning of the um, the squad and etc. And they've actually um, done something about it. And rather than like let it, the problem go into this coming season, they've actually sorted it out right at the start of pre-season, which is a good thing. So um, it's win-win for the club, isn't it? So hopefully next season um, we can have the core of our side um, fresh um, and fit. And it doesn't give uh, Steve Cooper a massive headache of like, like if you lose to like a couple of players, that's the spine of your side gone. And how he kept, I think, how he kept that um, well, the side in the Premier League last year with all those injuries. I think it just goes to show how much of a brilliant coach he is, because mm. other managers would have absolutely used that as an excuse and he didn't. So, uh, yeah, if they play uh, Steve Cooper and hopefully going into this season, he will have more players at his disposal in terms of that, the fit and where to go.
0: And of course, it's quality, not quantity, as we're going to talk about in a little while. Uh, Maradon, the Midlands, just um, so just to go back, Ross Wilson's job title is chief football officer uh, for what that's worth. Um, Of course, he effectively replaced Filippo Giraldi, um, who has given an interview talking about how he was basically, as far as he can tell, was a full guy for the fact that Maranakis didn't want to sack Cooper. He couldn't sack Cooper because, as I've said so many times, Cooper is the glue between the fans and the club but Maranakis wanted to sack somebody. Um, So, Giraldi went. Do you think he was hard done by?
2: Um, I mean, a little bit, because of that sort of role. You you need a good couple of years, three years maybe, to um, see the fruits of your labour. But yeah, we had such a disastrous January transfer window with signings of Shelby and Wood. Um, He can't really complain too much. Or I mean, there's there's talk that Wood was was a Steve Cooper signing, but uh, somebody had to carry the can, and unfortunately, it was him. Uh, the, the, the guys, I feel sorry for the ones who was, who was sacked last autumn, because they're, they're, the signings they made have actually come out, turned out to be quite good in the end. People like uh, Taiwo and Mangala, and they 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 looked uh, they got they got they were fired before they really had a chance to establish themselves. So um, they're the ones I feel really sorry for. But, but never mind. That's 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 the. That's the risk we play with the ownership we have. Are you going to have sort of these um, knee-jerk reactions? Sometimes?
0: Well, I mean, it's going back to a different regime. But apparently, when Stuart Pearce was sacked as manager under Forwa's, his response to um, to the journalists was, "Well, that's football, isn't it?" So there's an element of that, isn't there? Um, okay. So uh, last thing before we start talking about the Forest squad, Tom, um, Forest have also announced their membership options and and. As so often, I think there's been quite a bit of uh, grumbling um, because prices inevitably go up. What are your feelings about both the cost and the fairness of ticket allocations and distributions?
1: Well, firstly, with the um, with the membership, it's when the demand is there, Forest are going to put things out there because I know the demand's high. And um, unfortunately, there's going to be some fans who will probably hardly get to any games. I mean, I'm quite thankful that I've got my season card. I've got the um, Priority um, 1 um, memberships. So I'm quite happy in that sense. But yeah, the, where, where it comes with the fairness, um, I know Forrest never said this, but as how things have gone in the past, I, thankfully, I managed to get to um, 18 of the 19 uh, away games last season and I thought oh I might be able to be eligible for the priority plus and I wasn't and sent an email to Forrest and they said they never said anything about that which is fair enough they didn't and that says that they want two years worth of Premier League data to see the analytics of um, the population of going to away games and all of that so whether something changes next summer but I think yeah because of the demands there and we're in the Premier League and everything and I just think the demand is higher than what Forest can actually get in. And I mean, there's not going to be a right time to build this new Peter Taylor stand, but I think I alluded to it last year where Forest need to, I think they're going to wait until we're established, then we'll have to get this stand because you can potentially lock out your generation. And the city hasn't had this in terms of, I mean, even in the um, the Premier League in the 90s, yeah, it was great and everything, but I can't remember the demand being that high, so I think, apart from like, the big games against Man U in Liverpool, I think we was only like getting, what, 25000 in. So I think for us, we got to get it right um, while they've got this demand here to uh, obviously extend the uh, the city ground. And, and unfortunately, the reality of it, Tom, is
0: that no matter how the club choose to make tickets available and what membership options and allocations they have in place...
1: And there's always going to be some people who are left unhappy, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, it's life, isn't it? And I mean, I don't want to be blase when I say that. But um, yeah, you're not going to please everybody. It's like with the kits. You're going to to get some people who love the kits and you're going to to get some people who hate them. But at the end of the day, you've always got that choice. But yeah, you're not going to please everybody, unfortunately, when the demand's so high.
0: And this is where I go
1: back to something Maradona
0: in the Midlands that you said probably about 18 months ago, which is you know getting into city ground it's literally the hottest ticket in town and it's it's just a very simple equation if you're a successful club which at the moment forest are doing well in relative terms and therefore the demand is there anyway that brings us to the end of part one of this podcast coming up in part two in just a moment we shall be talking about the forest squad you're listening to 1865 Welcome back to 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast with me, Rich Ferraro, and I'm here with Tom and Maradon the Midlands. And we're going to spend about, well, a little bit of time just talking about what the situation is with the Forest squad. Now, there's speculation about a couple of players, Sangare and Willian, you know, the BBC breaking the Williams in Nottingham. No, he's not. Is he? Isn't he? Who knows? Uh, there's also uh, been announced that... Uh, Morgan Gibbs-White isn't joining the club's pre-season at all, which is because he's having a rest after the uh, England Euro success in the under-21s. But then John Joe Shelby is also not in that squad. So make of that what you will. I'm sure we'll come on to that in a little while. Uh, let's talk about the players who remain in the first team picture from last season. So we've got Wayne Hennessy as the backup goalkeeper. I think it's fair to say he's not going to be the first choice if they can help it. But let's move on to the back line. And in central defence, we've got Steve Cook, Joe Worrell, Musa Niakate, Scott McKenna, Willie Bolly, and Felipe. Married on the Midlands. um, are we going to take it as red that out of those it's cook who's probably most likely to to see the door and then they might want to get one more body in
2: yeah that's that's what i've got down on my list cook cook on, is on the out list cuz um basically he, he was told that last last christmas when when the uh when the january uh, lip squad list was announced um i'd love to see somebody with a, a bit of pace come in um in that centre half position cuz a lot of our players are are a bit laborious, um, and I think just having a, a quicker centre half, you know, would give us a bit of a different option. Just let us maybe play with a bit of a higher line, and mm-hmm. just push the whole team up the pitch a little bit, and maybe have a knock-on effect of allowing us to be a bit more attacking rather than just always playing with sort of that low block, as it's called. Um, so, yeah, if, if we can bring in somebody with a bit of pace in the centre half positions, I think we, we'd be doing well.
0: And um, uh, it was worth pointing out here that Steve Cooper has said that, it's, you know, he he alluded to at the end of the season, this isn't the way I want to play. And he wants to have the team playing with a bit more of the ball and, and not being in such a, a deep line position. Um, if we move on to the full back slash wing backs. So Tom, we've got Julian Biancon, We've got Nico Williams. We've got Serge Aurier. Uh, we've got Omar Richards, who has been seen wearing <laughs> Forest training gear. And we've also got Harry Toffolo. Now, um, I think, it, I, w- I would imagine that all of those players are likely to um, to be around with the caveat that Toff may not be an attractive purchase for him. He's been the one most likely to leave out of those players, I'd have thought, but he's not going to be an attractive purchase right now because he's got this uh, these betting charges hanging over his head.
1: Yeah, uh, when you look at right back, I think we're, Pretty much sound there in terms of uh, personnel with Ory, who did magnificent last season. Nico Williams had a bit of a slow start, but starting to find his groove. Then he got injured. Uh, Biancon, who we haven't really seen, but he's obviously had his um, ACL injury. Um, Left-back's the concern, isn't it? Because Richards has missed the whole season. he's obviously gone to uh, Olympic Mars State. So it's, I still reckon we'll get a left-back in because um, you because you'd like to stay with and uh, uh, what's going to happen with him? And you never know if it goes the same way as uh, Mr. Tony went at Brentford in terms of a bat, and then obviously he's not going to possibly play um, as much um, over the coming months if that uh, hearing. Is, uh, takes place so uh, yeah I think we definitely need a left back right back we're all right and as you to, mentioned I think Cook will go out of the uh, centre back positions and probably get another one in because Felipe is getting on a bit then you've got McKenna and Bolly, who's a bit of prone to injury at the moment aren't they then you've got Wall, who had a bit of a he finished the season really well but he, he knows that he had an up and down season so so yeah, I think they will try and get another left back in and another centre off
0: -hmm. Okay. And with Toff, worth pointing out that Tony had 232 charges, I think it was against him. Uh, Toff's got 375, but they are more historic so they are going back a long way so dating from 2014 to 2017 so whether that will buy many leniency my personal view is I think the FA having got into bed with the betting companies and are very keen to make examples of players who have fallen foul of the rules Maradon the Midlands is gesturing at me but we're going to move on um, let's move on to the centre, centre of midfield so uh, we've got Aron Mangala we've got John Joe Shelby, we've got Czech kuyate ryan yates ramo freuler danilo and also the wild card which is lewis o'brien who is currently out on loan so tom i'm going to come back to you um i think we all know i think we all agree on what we feel about shelby don't we and we, we don't need to go into huge amounts of detail about that because we have discussed it as ad nauseam but apart from that do you think um for example is there going to be a future at forest for lewis o'brien
1: when he did play, I thought he was pretty decent. Then, obviously, yeah, with the problems, what happened with his loan, will it happen? And then, obviously, I had to go out to America because that's the only place he could really play. Um, I'd like to. Uh, there's a player definitely in there, and um, and he's still relatively fleeing. so I wouldn't just, like put him as like a a regular starter, but there's someone who you can utilize in the squad. But I still think central midfield is a bit of a problem area for us because Danilo was he finished the season really, really well. Mangala. The same, but I'd still like a bit of control in there because, um, as we all know about the possession um, stats last year, they weren't very high, weren't were they? So I think Steve Cooper would probably like to see a bit more control in our games uh, with and without the ball. Um, I mean, it's going to be a massive ask if we can get uh, Sangara in from PSV because a lot of the big clubs like Arsenal and a few others are looking at him. But if we can get him, that'd be a magnificent signing.
0: Arsenal also wanted Danilo and he came to us, but he was never supposed to play that much uh, last season, was he? Um, on the Midlands, uh, the other one, I mean, uh, we you know, in terms of legs, we know that Mangala and Kuyate and, uh, and Yates and potentially O'Brien, they can provide that. Kiyate, will he play? be able to play a whole season? Who knows? Um, the player who definitely hasn't got legs out of that, well, apart from Shelby, but the other player in the list is uh, Ramo Freula. Wouldn't be surprised to see him move on, would you?
2: No, I think I think the noises coming out seem to suggest he's on his way. And, and he did, did seem to fall out of favour with um, Steve Cooper last season as well. So it wouldn't surprise me uh, if he did move on. Um, I mean, even with O'Brien, I just get the feeling once he have been left out of that 25-man squad once, it's really hard to make work yourself back into it. So... I think the club will be looking to move him on as well. Um, so I think, but we do need to move move one or two of them on before we can bring somebody else in. I think, I mean, I've, I've made a list of maybe 21 players where either I think it's obvious they're not good enough um, or Steve Cooper doesn't rate them or they're just ne- ne- never going to get a chance. So we've got a good 21 players, which even, even including people like... Uh, Scarper and and, and O'Brien on my list where I just think they, they're they not going to get picked that much by by Steve Cooper I and mean, if we're going to bring somebody and we've got to get some of these players out first
0: and just on the topic of Freuler I mean my my gut instinct is that he's a player who's brought in because of his experience and because of his ability to kind of uh, I suppose the hope was he'd be able to t- dictate games now at a time when forests were really struggling, I would like to acknowledge that Remo Freuler was really important in, time, in terms of steadying the ship. But maybe the uh, team and the style of play that Cooper wants to adopt is going to outgrow Freuler's kind of slightly more static style of play. Would you Would you agree, Maradona?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, I think it, it sort of move quite quite quickly past that sort of just having players sort of blocking blocking the path of a, of the opposition. Um, towards the end of last season. It did seem to be a sense of evolution, especially when Danilo came in. He offered something a bit more going forwards. But it's it's going to be hard for him to push his way past um, Yates and Danilo and Kiyate and Mangala and put somebody of his age with his international experience. He's not going to want to sit on the bench all season either. So um, I think he'll be keen to move on.
0: Mm. And just finally with you on this particular topic, on the Midlands, would you also say that actually O'Brien and Toffolo, it, it's just at that time, Forrest signed them because they were they could get them at a good price and they're available, but actually they also, you know, had to move on from that level of signing. So the fact that we signed the Brazilians and the fact that we signed, yeah, you know, we're, we're shopping in different markets, weren't we? So maybe Toff and O'Brien are just victims of that?
2: Yeah, I mean, O'Brien, uh, we... we... We witnessed it. We've got the evidence of our own eyes. We, we saw him playing for Huddersfield d- during the promotion season. He, he was one of the best players in the division. And I think they started off the summer trying to sign players who could um, move up to the Premier League, but would, would still do a good job if we came down again. Because I think that that was the mindset of the club at the very beginning of the of last summer, that we, we have gone up. I mean, we could stay up, but we're probably not going to stay up. And so let's build a squad that will be w- with us for two or three years. But by the end of the summer, that thinking had completely changed from the ownership, and it was, uh, we're going to go for it. So it has sort of moved on. I think O'Brien's just he just physically doesn't look quite big enough to play Premier League football. Maybe when he was up in, in, in the team with a couple of the bigger lads, it gave him a bit more freedom to play. But just, I remember the first time I saw him play in the Tottenham game uh, in in the flesh, he just looked so, so much smaller than the Tottenham players. But, and I, I thought then, I did have a worry then, that, He's going to struggle to play in the Premier League because he's just not big enough. Um, mm. and unfortunately it proved proved to be so. Mm.
0: Um, Tom, I'm just gonna come back to you with regard to uh, I suppose more attacking, um, attacking options in the midfield area. So we've uh got Scarpa, obviously we've got Morgan Gibbs White. Um, uh, I'm just gonna also throw in there Alex Mighton and uh and Josh Bowler. Remember him. Um, so um we're going to hang on to Gibbs White, aren't they? They're going to pull out the stops. Even if clubs express an interest in Gibbs White, Forrester surely going to want to hang on to him, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I think um, Cooper, well, Steve Cooper, has, uh, some of that was the player who he wanted. So and um, I think he will stay here for a couple of years. Um, but Johnson, on the other hand, um, when... Marinakis took over the club, and Nick Randall's statement was: "I know Fos were a Championship club at the time, but he says sometimes we might have to like shuffle the pack. Um, if Villa do um, offer big money for Johnson at two Foz valuation, I can see him going. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, he's a. I'm not saying he's a terrific player because he's a brilliant player. Um, Johnson is with his um, with his pace, etc. But." Yeah, I don't think you can turn 50 million um, down and that can like really establish you as a Premier League uh, club. And some Forest fans think, oh, I can't sell our best players, this, that and the other. But I think we've got to like realise a position in the food chain and we're not like a Chelsea or a, um Arsenal, etc. Or et a Man City where... Well, even Man City do it, don't they? They did it a couple of years ago when they sold Sterling and Hazus uh, and got obviously Harland in. So, yeah, every club does it. It's I haven't got a problem with selling players. It's how you... Place them adequately and if 50 million comes in you can do a lot with that and And it's it's it's, as well isn't it yeah for the i was going to say that yeah with the ffp so i think any why you can get that money for him i think it's i think it's worth
0: remembering that although ffp limits are 105 over a three-year period um, for Forest, it's less than that because we're in the Championship, where the FFP limits are lower. So I think it's eighty, eighty-five million or eighty-three million the yeah. losses that we're allowed to allowed to have. So, so they are going to have to think about how to balance the books uh, in terms of transfer fees last season most of that was covered by the tv money but wages they'll have paid a huge amount in wages and that's just on harry arter who i haven't even bothered talking about in that squad list um what about some of the other um sort of a- attacking players so uh, do we agree for example that that mightn't going to be around do we agree that josh bowler probably hasn't got a future as a premier league footballer at forest
1: um yeah i'd, I'd agree with that i mean alex martin he tries and everything but I just don't think he possesses that quality. And he didn't really pull up many trees at Sheffield Wednesday for whatever reason. So I think he, if he gets a championship move, I think it's a good move for him. There's nothing wrong with dropping down the league and then building himself back up again. Many players have good done player it before. And, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and Bowler, it was a bit of a strange one. I think it was just a matter of he was there, let's go and get him. But obviously I, I can't see him play much in, uh, in a forest shirt. Then um, Surridge is... Room that he might be going to the MLS, so I think. Oh, you see, to...
0: you're jumping ahead here because I was going to give the list of <laughs> list of
1: forwards. <laughs> you said attack, you said attacking
0: players, so. Well, I was talking about attacking midfielders. So let's talk about yeah. about forwards. Where yes, you you've mentioned Surridge and you've mentioned Johnson already. Um, We've also got Chris Wood. We've got uh, obviously Taiwan and also let's add in there Emmanuel Dennis and the mighty. Huang Yuzhou, or as Maradon the Midlands called him in our group chat after the Notts County match, the goal Huanger. So Maradon the Midlands, uh, do we also agree that Huang Yuzhou probably hasn't got a future at Forest? Um, and 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 Sam Sorridge, yes, it's rumoured we're going to get five million for him to go to the MLS, which would be a very good deal, wouldn't it, for everyone?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Steve Cooper's comments after yesterday's match about Huang sort of said said it already when asked if he'd had a future, he said. Who knows? Well, you're the manager, Steve. Hopefully, you'd know. But if, if, <laughs> if you don't think he's got a future, if you don't know. I don't think he has. So yeah, he, he'll be on his way. Um, Sam Sorage is a big shame, really, because I think all the fans sort of saw that there was some potential there, and, and and everybody liked him. So, but clearly, the manager didn't rate him for whatever reason. So it's best that he he carries on his career elsewhere for all, all parties. Um, the other players would. I mean, I think most fans would be happy to see him go, but I I can't see him any anybody taking him, and and I think. So, with problem. that in
0: mind, is it worth thinking that okay, we're we're stuck with Wood? He's only on a one year one year deal, so in that case, might as well keep him around as a squad option, um, especially as as Tywa started playing as more of an orthodox number nine rather than playing in the wide forward position that Wood clearly couldn't do.
2: Yeah, I mean, even well, we have got to remember that the only reason he he went out of the team was because he got injured So Steve Cooper was still very happy to pick him until he got injured and if he hadn't got injured I think he would have still played a, a fair number of games at the end of last season so I don't think Steve Cooper hates him as much as uh, the fan base maybe do and so he's, he's maybe been tarred as a or um, been pointed out that he was a Steve Cooper signing by people in, behind the scenes That so maybe he's got a bit of a, a vested interest to play him and make sure he he gets some minutes and, and tries to uh, fulfill his uh, abilities at Forest. Um
0: what about Dennis?
2: Dennis he just didn't seem good enough in that position. I, I'd I'd like to see somebody I mean that's why you get somebody like William being mentioned. I think that would be an improvement on Dennis in one of the wide players, wide positions. I just don't think he's he's got the pace uh to play in those wide areas. Um I just didn't produce I mean that one good goal against Newcastle but apart from that I'm struggling to think what, what he really contributed so just for again similar situation to Surridge I don't think the manager particularly rates him so if the manager doesn't particularly rate you at a club you, it's best to be all parties if you move on and try and get on with your career somewhere else and it would help us financially as well
0: Mm. And and Tom, uh, that that basically leaves us with with Tywo from the current list. And do we agree that as with Gibbs-White, I think, you know, he's Cooper's man, isn't he? Like, Cooper wants to build his team with with Yates in the at the base of midfield, with Gibbs-White as the uh, as the number 10, and probably with Tywo as the number 9, yeah?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think, like well, we mentioned, I think we need another striker just for backup. And I'd... I don't think Chris Wood's going to pull up many trees, but like I said, I'd love to be proven wrong next season if he can um, have a decent preseason and, and all of that. But yeah, Taro's our uh, number one striker. I mean, uh, he was a bit clumsy without sounding too harsh on him um, earlier That's in it's the a season. Fun to watch, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Sometimes he doesn't know what he's going to do, but um, yeah, the, when he come back, um, he was a massive asset for us. And obviously the goal is what he scored. Was it six and six or something like that? I mean, that's effectively kept us up. So, yeah, I like Tao. So hopefully he can uh, kick on now and um, have a more solid season in terms of staying on the pitch rather than the treatment room. Maradona? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I just said a quick point about Johnson. Um, I think, yeah, it sounds on paper, it sounds like a good deal if you if manage to get £50 million pounds from him. But you've got to remember he contributed eight Premier League goals. So to, to find to replace that number of goals, we're going to end up spending the majority of that 50 million anyway, to replace that, to get that number of get a say a 10 10 goal striker, you're going to spend a lot of that money anyway. It's no, no guarantee that the person we bring in will score the goals. So I'm not sure it would make sense to me to sell that number of Premier League goals. So I think that's pretty much pushing us towards relegation um, Is
0: it, um I, I, does it give does it give us any indication as to his whether he's indispensable or not the fact that in some key matches including at the end of last season the liverpool home match uh, that cooper sometimes picked an 11 which didn't have brennan johnson in
2: well no, no, i mean i don't think he's beyond criticism because I, i've got very frustrated watching him play at times on on the right where he he literally wouldn't do anything he wouldn't track back wouldn't help the defense out and when when he's struggling, you really need somebody to do that. But the only thing I could think of was that the manager told him not to run back, because no way a player could get away with doing that as many times as he did, if it wasn't with the manager's blessing. So maybe he was just following orders in that sense. Uh But yeah, he, in in that sense, we're a stronger sort of defensive team when he's not not in the team. But goals is what it's about in the Premier League. So. Scoring a goal in the Premier League is so difficult. And we we showed that for a huge period of last season. We we really struggled. But to have somebody who scored eight Premier League goals in the club on our team squad list and then to let him go, I think it would be very, very risky.
0: Mm. Um, Tom, I'm going to come to you with a few names from the youth squad who've kind of been on the fringes a little bit so dale taylor uh, george Shelby played in goal uh on saturday we've got players like uh ollie and ben hammond zach abbott um a Sapper, a song aaron donnelly a left back and of course we've got the returning low of finback riley harbottle and uh and actually player who also appeared uh on saturday brandon aguilera so any thoughts about those uh those kids?
1: I think being a Premier League team, it's incredibly hard to blood them because of obviously how brutal um, the Premier League is. Um, I think they'll tell you, I think his next move needs to be in the Championship because I think from what I've heard, they've got high hopes along with a few others. So if they can get a decent loan move and hopefully develop as a player there, then happy days. But I, I just think um, being a Premier League club and we trying to establish ourselves as a stable Premier League club, I think it's very, very hard and um, to blood these youngsters, because I think in the pre- um, in the Championship, you can get away with it. There's so you know, if they make a mistake, but it's like, it's cut for it, isn't it, the Premier League. So, yeah, if they can uh, have a decent pre-season and hopefully get a low move here and there, then um, it's going to be better for their um, development, isn't it?
0: hmm okay. And Maradon, the Midlands, just finally on the, uh, th- again, thinking about fringe players, so fringe first teamers. So we've got in here Mo Drager, Ethan Horvath, Richie Larrier, uh, Loic Mbezo, So Jonathan Panzo, and Tyrese Fauna. Again, it's. I don't think we're going to see those players in red shirts again, are we?
2: No, I think you've also Brian Ojeda.
0: Oh yeah, Brian Ojeda. Forgot about him. Yeah,
2: we got him, and then uh, yeah, there's a lot of players. I mean, yeah, that's how. the players are even something like Biancone I don't think I got the distinct impression that Steve Cooper didn't rate him at the beginning of last season so I can't see him ever playing for us again either I think just for his own fitness he needs to go out on loan again this season as well um so yeah no, I can't see any of those players ever ever playing for us um
0: I wonder if the left back situation will have a bearing upon Biancon having a having a chance at right back because it may be that Nico ends up filling in at left back
2: yeah I, maybe I don't know but um I just I just got the impression, like, say, same as as I did, sort of with Scarpa and and sort of more obviously with Surridge and, and O'Brien, that Steve Cooper just thought, nah, not for me.
0: Mm. Uh, just one thing that's also worth saying um, is that uh, Forest squad depth is also going to be affected by the fact that some of the players are now uh, of a certain age. So Johnson is one of the players who now counts as part of the first team squad. And um, there's a couple of others, aren't there, Tom? And they, my, my, I, I, they've my, completely escaped my mind at the moment, but a couple of others in the squad. Now, Danilo, I think, is another one. And there's another player who um, wasn't under-21 oh, last mean. season. Um, so is that something we need to worry about?
1: Uh, not. It is isn't. it isn't, because at the end of the day, the... As they get older the you got to include them in the squad. I just think it's what's below those types of players in terms of the squad depth. So um but yeah, twenty-five man squad. I think if I get um the, the players in that the want in certain areas and obviously just sprinkle that with a bit of like quality and depth, I think would be okay. But it was always gonna come, wasn't it, but in terms of um the longer we keep these players on our books, um, with the likes of Johnson Danilo, their age is gonna dictate that they've got to be in the 25 man squad. So I just think it, they're like um, regular first team. So it all depends on what's below them. So recently you've had like Sam Soage who, it looks like he's on his way. So you need somebody of decent quality. So if you do lose play through suspension or injury, you can rely on them rather than like putting somebody in who you're not hundred percent convinced with. Mm. And
0: uh, to go back to to where we started, and actually we were discussing before we started recording, is uh, uh, this summer is as much going to be about trimming the fat as it is about the new additions who come in. Um, Now, we're not going to, as you've noticed, we're not speculating too much about new additions. We have mentioned Sangari and Willian in passing, and you'll all be aware of the rumours about those players. Um, We're not going to speculate about that today. What we will be doing is we'll be having some new content in your feed Over the summer. And then, of course, when preseason starts, uh, well, preseason's already started, but when we're about to get ready for the new Premier League season, we will be back and we will do a proper season preview, including speculation about any potential incomings, reviewing the players who have hopefully come in and gone out by that point. And we also hope to, we're also hoping to have an addition or two to our squad at 1865. So uh, some new voices for you to look forward to. In the meantime, I want to say thank you very much to Maradona and to Tom and most of all, listener to you. Thank you very much for listening and joining us once again and throughout the past season. Uh Say, so we'll be back in your feed very soon with a, a special podcast or two, which uh, Tom has been working hard on. And in the meantime, I want to say thanks for listening and goodbye.
2: Podcast Network.